I'm Jared. I'm Hiram. Level with us. Hey, welcome to Level With Us, the show where we have a cozy video game discussion every week. Uh, Last week we talked about Pokemon Legends Arceus, but Marcus and I are not the, the hugest Pokemon fans out there, so I thought it'd be a good idea to bring on someone who has a lot more experience. So here with me today, we have a special guest. This is Hiram. Hiram, would you introduce yourself for us? Hello, my name is Hiram and I am a Pokemon addict. Hello, Hiram. I have played just about every Pokemon game, not all of them all the way through, but I've, you know, tried or played part of at least every Pokemon game. I've played a number of ROM hacks. I've played some of the card game. I've I've done everything Pokemon. Right. Well, Hiram, do you know why I, I brought you onto this podcast specifically? Uh, I do, but I hope you'll tell me again. <laughs> well, the thing is, I want to know what Pokemon Legends Arceus is for not only someone who's very familiar with the series, much more than me, but also someone who's a game developer yeah. when it comes to this new entry. So, like, first impressions, are you enjoying this game? Honestly, I'm really enjoying it. Uh, I'm having a lot of fun with the game. It's definitely different. It's not a normal Pokemon game, which I think is pretty apparent to anyone who has played it and any of the past entries in the series. But I am really enjoying it overall. And that's one of the things I was curious about because it's so different that a lot of people who haven't really liked Pokemon like this game because it's so different. But you're someone who actually does like Pokemon. I, I assume you like Pokemon, right? I, I do, yes. I like Pokemon. But this is different. <laughs> so you so you still like this too, even though it's it's not it doesn't have all the things that maybe you like about the other entries? Yeah, I do. It, it's I mean, one of the key parts of it is that the battling Pokemon is way de-emphasized in this game. It's not the focus of the game like it has been in so many other games. And I am enjoying it, but I I will admit that I do miss some of the battling, some of the strategy. But in the end, I'm really happy that Pokemon is going in a new direction. Uh, A lot of their formula has started to feel stale. So despite my love of, you know, the battling and the strategy, some of it has started to feel old. And, like, the games themselves were starting to get stuck in a rut. And this is absolutely a fresh new way to look at the Pokemon series and to just interact with the world they've created in a totally different way. Right, and and with that new direction, they can hopefully iterate on this and make it even better and start to add some more maybe complexity into it based on this new model. Yeah, I I would absolutely be on board for that. Sure. So you mentioned battling. Let's start with that. Uh, Obviously, there's no held items. Mm -hmm. There's no abilities, like passive abilities. But there is the agile, strong-style system. And also, like... They kind of revamped how status effects work. Right. What do you like and not like about the new battle system? It, it definitely feels uh, lighter than most other Pokemon games. Like the the number of options you have for, you know, strategizing and for finding the right combination to defeat a certain trainer or a certain uh, gym in past games. Uh, a lot, I think a lot of it is just that the battles you get into are not as intense. At least so far, as much as I've played in the game, you know. You don't have the big gym battles that have, you know, incredibly a full team of incredibly strong Pokemon. That's true. 
And some of that intensity is perhaps gone. Maybe intensity more than complexity is, is the right word for what's what could be missing a bit in this entry, I should say. Right. Perhaps my recent perspective has been changed by uh, some of the recent Pokemon games I've played, which have been unofficial ones like ROM hacks, where the where the difficulty is amped up and where all of the dangerous fights are really tough and you have to spend a longer amount of time designing. So that's not to say that this entry isn't a Pokemon game. It's still a Pokemon game. It's just a totally different kind. Well said. And I'm glad you brought up the fact that you've played through, you know, ROM hacks and other more challenging Pokemon experiences sure. because the, the final thing I actually wanted to ask you that I wrote down in my notes was what kinds of challenges do you think players will impose upon themselves for this game, right? Because it's really a game that's meant to be taken at its own pace, but how do you think the competitive Pokemon scene will take this game and find ways to make it more difficult? There will be definitely be people who do that. There's a huge economy of streamers and YouTube uh, YouTube creators who are doing all kinds of challenges. I, I think there's still a lot of potential, but if you go and look at the most popular Pokemon games being streamed right now, most of the recent entries aren't aren't there. It's mostly the older games or specifically ROM hacks that have challenge mm-hmm. amped up for that extra bit of strategy that's required to get through those games. I, th- I think I see this entry going the same way as Pokemon Sword and Shield. Like, it's interesting. You can do some cool challenges with it, but ultimately you'd have to add so many rules to get the challenge up to an appropriate level that it, it might just be better to play another one that's been designed with that in mind. Right. I, I was going to ask, like, it, what would a Nuzlocke even look like for this game? Like, I, I don't think it, you could do a Nuzlocke, right? I have seen some streamers doing Nuzlocks on this. Uh, you can do it. I think part of it is just that the battles are less frequent. But is it like literally every map area is considered yeah, an area? Yeah, if you look or at the each... map, there's, it's sectioned off into little areas. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, and there's a rule of thumb for Nuzlocking that it matters. The thing that matters is in your Pokemon stats, it tells you where they were caught. Oh, And yeah. even if you go to the first area, it's sectioned off into like Aspiration Hill and... The, the river over here and each each section has its own name so there are plenty of areas to to catch different encounters so it is different because there's not the element of random encounters that right. most nuzlocks are designed around right this one's definitely different and i think that will hamper its ability to be a an interesting challenge run for the more high level play you know i know that a lot of people have compared this game to breath of the wild so i I hate to bring that game up so no i I think you're absolutely right to do that i don't think anyone who saw the promos for this game or has played it at all can deny that it was absolutely inspired and based around you know being the breath of the wild of pokemon sure i I guess i just don't want to be like everyone else when i bring it up but in breath of the wild people i've seen people do really fun challenge runs for that game Partially because there's so much freedom, right. uh, but I've seen people do, you know, vegan runs where they only, you know, they don't eat meat, they can only eat natural items, or, you know, no fast travel, or things like yeah. that. So I'd actually be more curious to see if any Legends Arceus players do something similar where uh, there's crafting restrictions, or, you know, they can't use potions, uh, they can only use berries, you know, or something interesting to shake it up and kind of influence the way you explore and the way you play in the game. I, I'm sure that will happen, and I, I, I actually hope this will happen. I really want this game to succeed because 
you know, Game Freak is doing something unique and new with the Pokemon series, and I love to see them going in a, in a brand new direction. And we don't get that very much with Game Freak. We don't. But with that being said, uh, I think we need to move on, and let's get into some star pieces. Star pieces is the part of the show where we share a little detail, or something fun we noticed in our playthrough of the game. And I shared one for this game last week, but Hiram, the floor is yours. Oh, finally, it's my turn. What star pieces did you encounter? So not long into the game, you get your first mount, which you talked about last week as a weird deer. Yes. And not long after that, you head into a section of the world that's uh, kind of swampy, kind of muddy. And one small thing that I loved is when your weird deer runs through the swampy, muddy water, you can see the mud kind of clump around his hooves and up his legs. And... And his fur turns brown for a couple of seconds until you've been out of the mud for so long. And I checked this with some of the other mounts, and it's the same thing. That's just like a small visual detail that, you know, makes me really happy. It makes you feel like you're really in the world. I would not have expected that. <laughs> not only did I not notice it, but I would not expect something like that to be a, a necessary detail for them to add in. But I love that. That's a perfect star piece because that is like something that doesn't necessarily do much. It, yeah, it's like a little bit of polish that they didn't have to do. Yeah, just a little bit of polish on there. I love that. But with that being said, for every star piece on this show, there is always also a quick jab. And jab, jab. Quick jabs is where we get to complain about the game, uh, but we try and keep it short. We try and keep it minor because this is a positive podcast. But... Hiram, what do you got for us? Well, take a shot every time we compare this game to Breath of the Wild. This game, you know, you you dash and you crouch in the grass to hide from things. And you do the same thing in Breath of the Wild, but the buttons are swapped. You know, between the left stick and the B button, you run and you crouch with the opposite one of Breath of the Wild. It's a small thing that doesn't really affect the the game at all, but it it just bothers me a little bit. (laughs) Were you playing a bunch of Breath of the Wild before you jumped into this I game? I had played some recently, yeah, and, and so the muscle memory was there, and it was wrong this time. <laughs> well, it's not only that. Also, when you're riding Weirdeer, B is now dash. Right. So if you're dashing, and then you get off your mount, and then you press B, you stop, and you crouch. Yeah, and they also move the buttons for opening the menu, and for doing a couple of other things that is not the same as the last entry, so I kept... I couldn't find the menu because it was on a different button. The solution to this is just having remappable buttons in every game. That really needs to be an industry standard, like no joking. Like I'm always a fan of more options in games. You talked last week about the, the hidden stamina meter. And you know, not everybody wants to see that, but I do. I wanna I know, know what it, it is and I wanna optimize it. And and so, you know, just a an option in the settings to like turn on a little HUD that shows me my HP right. and my stamina meter. I just think having more options for people who want to play your game a little differently is is really important. Even if you're really weird and you map jump to L in Smash Bros. Some of us are really weird like that, you know? Yeah, some of <laughs> us, yeah. Hiram does that, if I, I didn't I make do. that clear. I, yes, I'm guilty. <laughs> and that brings us to the fan favorite segment of our show, which we have recently renamed and is called Fake Fan. <laughs> I gotta tell you, Jared, I'm terrified of being a fake fan. (laughs) I consider myself a real fan, and I don't want you to take my fan card away. Well, I I picked a a question for you this week that will hopefully demonstrate the fact that you are a true fan. So think of this as an opportunity to flex, not an opportunity to fail. I don't know, Jared. I'm nervous. (laughs) Fake fan is the part of the show where we ask each other a question about the game we played, or the series, and uh, we find out who's the biggest nerd 
and who's really a fake fan. So, Hiram, I have a very, very simple question for you. Even the most casual of competitive Pokemon players probably know this, hopefully. And that is, what are the odds of finding a shiny Pokemon in most Pokemon games? The odds are 1 in 8,192. Didn't even miss a beat. You got it right. I did. I've, I'm so relieved. Uh, you, you can't take my fan card away. Did you uh, bring a question for me, Hiram? Because we've already demonstrated that I'm a fake fan, so I have nothing to lose. Well, I'd, I'd love to help you redeem yourself. Oh, that's so kind of you. How many different Pokemon can Eevee evolve into? Oh, okay, this is interesting. Uh, I'm going to have to call in a favor here. I'm going to use one of my lifelines and ask, is Sylveon the most recent new evolution yes, still? Is. Okay, okay, great. Here's the sad thing. I have a shirt with Eevee <laughs> on it and all the evolutions around it, but I don't know if I can remember what that shirt looks like, so I'm going to count them off and hopefully I'll get it right. All right, we'll see. This is a very merciful question. If I get this wrong, I really am a fake fan. <laughs> okay, let's see if I can get this. We got Flareon, Jolteon, Vaporeon. It's the basic three. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's a rock one, um, but we've definitely got Umbreon and Espeon. Mm -hmm. We've got Leafeon and Glaceon, which I think were Gen 4, and then Sylveon, which came in X and Y. And now I just need to think for a second if there's any others I missed. I don't think there's a rock one. I don't think there's a steel one. I don't think there's a normal one. I'm gonna go with eight. You got it. Way to go. You are a true fan once again, Jared. You hear that, Marcus? I'm a true fan. <laughs> Thank you for for kind of giving me a low ball there. I uh, I actually really appreciate it. You're welcome. I'm glad. I'm glad you got it. I'm glad you could redeem yourself. We we have time for one more segment, and that is rabbit holes. <laughs> Rabbit Holes is the part of the show where we recommend something to each other or to the listeners that may or may not be related to video games or our current discussion. I'll go first, if that's okay. Uh, a new Kickstarter just launched. I don't know if you heard about this, Hiram. No, I it's haven't. It's called Mina the Hollower. Oh, I have heard of this. You have? Uh, it's from Yacht Club Games, right? That's right. This is their newest uh, IP, a new title that they just announced. Um, they're using Kickstarter once again just like they did with Shovel Knight. And it's amazing to me that their little company has spinoffs now yeah. and uh, a board game and, you know, so many things. But Mina really excites me because it's kind of a Link's Awakening style game. It's top down mm -hmm. and the graphics are very Game Boy Color inspired. Right. Uh, it has a limited color palette and uh, obviously it's, it's widescreen. It's meant for current consoles, so it, it wouldn't necessarily run on a Game Boy, but it absolutely feels like one. Right. And in addition to that, it's also kind of spooky. Uh, you have a whip. It's kind of Castlevania-inspired, too, um, with influences from Dark Souls and Bloodborne as well. And uh, I'll put a link down for their Kickstarter in the description, but the reason this game excites me is, uh, you know, Shovel Knight, I had no interest in before I played it. I don't have nostalgia for the NES. Pixel graphics, I'm kind of meh <laughs> on. Like, they, they just don't do anything for me. But the Game Boy Color absolutely does. Like, they're finally okay. hitting... Yeah. my nostalgia right and so it's technically still 8-bit but it's a very specific style of 8-bit where you know Link's Awakening was one of the first video games I've ever played and certainly my first Zelda game so to see a game in that style makes right. me super super excited and uh, looking at the gameplay demos that they've been giving to media outlets I just think the game looks fantastic and I am very excited to play it and also 
you know, I mentioned I wasn't interested in Shovel Knight. When I actually sat down and played Shovel Knight, I was very impressed. I thought the level design yeah. was fantastic. I thought it felt great. Spectre Knight's my favorite. King Knight is a close second. But all all the, the themes that they've produced are uh, very high quality and very playable. They're not as um, unforgiving, I would say, as old arcade games, which I'm not a Definitely, huge fan yeah. of. Definitely, yeah. It's so exciting to see what's going to come next from Yacht Club Games. They've already proven that they can, you know, make something incredible. I'm excited to see what they do with this. Yeah, for sure. So I've already backed it. They already smashed their goal. Of course. So it's not like they need help, but I'll link to them anyway, just in case it's something that uh, people are interested in. But yeah, very excited for that game. That's my rabbit hole for this week. Hiram, what about you? Well, one of the major games in... Video game culture has been League of Legends. A lot of people talk about it, and I have never played the game before. But if you haven't watched the Arcane series that's currently on Netflix, you got to give it a try. As someone who loves animation and who loves video games and the lore of the world that these games are set in, it does such an incredible job of you know making this world come to life. And the writing is incredible. The animation is absolutely stunning. It's like a brand new style. It feels like it feels like Spider-Verse all over again, of just a, a new way to animate and to bring these 3D characters into into such a rich and detailed world. Uh, it, it absolutely floored me uh, with the, the writing and with the story of these characters, and I think it's something everybody should watch. It, it absolutely does impress from a, a visual standpoint. Um, I'm a sucker for anything that uses 2D line art uh, yeah. combined with CGI. Right. And uh, I, the thing that impressed me the most about that show, you know, Dallin, uh, who listeners might remember from our Metroid Dread episode, uh, he wouldn't stop talking about it the last time I saw him, so I, I had to give the show a try. And the uh, character designs are pretty great. And what impressed me the most was the uh, facial animations. I was surprised how expressive they were without being too exaggerated and still feeling grounded to the, the world they were building. But um, it's interesting that that's a, a show based on a video game. Like, if you don't know anything about the video game, you can still, I think, find a lot of enjoyment in it and the world building. You don't have to have played League of Legends or know anything about it to love this show and to really be entertained by it. Well, that's a good uh, rabbit hole. And that was a great discussion. So, Hiram, thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me, Jared. I, I, I was so happy to be here and I love talking about Pokemon, so... And about any video game, really. So let's do this again. Oh, for sure. We'd love to have you back on. And uh, until next week, I'm Jared. I'm Hiram. And we'll level with you next time. I didn't bring a question, but let me let me think of one right now. It better not be about Bidoof. <laughs> Did you watch that Bidoof's the the YouTube short that I saw? Oh yeah, you? it was super wholesome. It was so good. I loved it. It, it was, was amazing. I, I enjoyed it. It was it was very nice.
In fact, Jared, I want to propose a new segment for your show. I don't know if this is allowed. Oh, no, please guest. do. Please do. I'm going to call this segment Open Letter. <clears throat> An open letter to Game Freak. Please hire more technical artists. <laughs> Sincerely, Hiram. Oh, that wasn't as long as I thought it would be. <laughs> you know, from this Pokemon fan's heart, he just wants a beautiful, gorgeous game that runs smoothly and, and really shows off the Pokemon that he's loved for so many years. Well, let's put a stamp on that letter and send it off, and hopefully they'll hear it. Or hopefully they'll read it. I think they will. I think they'll listen. It, 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 sometimes all it takes is one employee who stumbles into a new podcast. So, uh, by the <laughs> way, we do accept review codes here at Level With Us. Just wanted to put that out there for any developers <laughs> listening in, you know.